This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. And guess what? Jeffy skipped town. Something to do with basketball and um, and food. Well, I had the word breakfast in it, so he's in uh, he's in Houston for uh, for the uh, Legends of the Hardwood Breakfast, which uh, is going to be on tomorrow at some point. But they are getting everything prepped for it. Uh, I'm Brad Staggs uh, in for uh, Jeffy this morning, and always uh, he has a really nice chair. Can I just say that this is a uh, I mean, this is a solid chair. Well, Jeffy's a solid man, but this is a really solid, comfortable chair he has. And I don't know. I don't know who he knows that he gets all the good stuff in here. But uh, let me just tell you, he obviously has connections. All right. So it's uh, April 2nd. Good grief. We are already uh, a fourth of the way through 2016. Uh, Time does fly indeed when you're having fun. And a few things I just uh, wanted to touch on this morning and nothing terribly heavy because uh, the world is heavy enough as it is. Plus, I've been watching Fear the Walking Dead, and <laughs> that's, you know, I think that, what do they say, garbage in, garbage out. I think when you start watching those those shows, I really think your brain, and I, I realize it's not real as far as we know, but when you start watching those shows, I, I think your body almost goes into... Um, into panic mode or into subconsciously, even though you know it's not real, you still think, wow, this, you know, I can't go outside. There's zombies walking around. It's the same thing with video games, with our kids and and video games. They did that study a few years ago with um, kids. They attached kids to these monitors and uh, as they played video games, you know, where they shot people and, and so forth, the autonomic response systems from their bodies reacted in the same way as if they were in that situation in real life, which is a, a little bit scary. Uh, you know, that's that's one of the reasons. I mean, I, I don't have anything whatsoever against video games. Um, I think some of them are a little gratuitous. I miss Mario Brothers. But aside from that, I don't, uh, you know, it's most kids, 99.9% of them are not going to, uh, because they shoot somebody in, in, in Grand Theft Auto, uh, are not going to go out and, and shoot someone in real life. It's that point oh one percent that you do have to worry about. But so I've been watching the uh, Fear the Walking Dead uh, along with the Walking Dead, which I know you, you probably were uh, listening to uh, Jeffy's podcast earlier in the week um, about the Walking Dead. And I I swear to you, and I'm I'm not going to spoil anything here, but at the end of last Sunday's episode of uh, of the Walking Dead. I literally gasped, and I, I never do that. I mean, it shows just, you know, when, when what was it, a week and a half ago, when, and I, I will say, here's a spoiler coming this way. I'm going to give you in five, four, three, two, one. When, you know, Denise, Arrow, I, that, that was another one of those, whoa. So they're getting really good at the, at the, at the jump scares, but they're not just jump scares for, being, for the sake of being jump scares. They are, I mean, that was a shocker. 
she was one of those that was, you know, right. Uh, she was one of those characters that was right on the, on the cusp of being, you, know, you start to like her after a while. And you, you get invested in these characters, and then when they start whacking them off, you know, one by one, week after week. But last week, that one, I mean, yeah, he's probably okay. But still, that was, that was a big old shocker. Um, so let's talk about uh, Fear the Walking Dead. Um, interesting. It's the prequel. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but if you, if you haven't, it's actually worth you have to You have to get past the um the first couple of episodes it's i guess like anything else um once you get past those i think you can get invested in the characters the problem is and i'm i'm hoping well there's like there's two characters that i really that i like um the one played by kim dickens uh her name it was madison and uh ruben blades uh like he's a great actor uh, he plays the um, uh, not not a refugee from Cuba, although I guess you would consider him that. The two most likable characters, Madison's husband, what a sissy, and then the kids. You just want to, I mean, you want to slap them upside the head, and you wish they would get eaten. Um, and I don't know why they did that. I don't know why they chose people. I'm I'm hoping I, I trust the producers. I'm hoping that there is a reason that they chose people like that. To be the uh, to be the main characters, but ugh, if those are the people that are going to uh, the, the first ones to be uh, to, to make it alive in the apocalypse, we're all in trouble because these are people you would want to put the claw end of a hammer through their through their head yourself if you came across them. They're just they they don't seem to get it. Um, but I think that I think that show has legs. I actually found myself you know. Since only they did the six episodes for season one, and season two starts in what nine days? I think April eleventh is the um, is the first episode of the second season. That actually could make it. I do think it's funny that every chance they get, and for obvious reasons they do this, every chance they get, they make sure you know they're in L.A. They pull back; it's a wide shot. They're on the beach. There, there's palm trees. Um, you know, they pull back and it's just a Southern California neighborhood, but they make every effort to make sure that you are aware that they are shooting this in California, which, um, poor California, they've driven just about every production out of town uh, that they possibly can with all their permit fees. But who knows, this could be the resurgence of uh, production in California. But um, I think that I think that show is going to make it if they continue on. And Robert Kirkman is behind it. Um, is it Dave Alpert, the other guys that, that, that write this thing? Um, and I don't think it, well, of course it's about making money. Who are we kidding? If it doesn't make money, it's gone. But the writing is actually intelligent. And have you ever tried to, to convince somebody that The Walking Dead is a great show to watch? And the first thing out of their mouth is, I, I, don't, I can't do zombies. And you try to explain to them it's really not a show about zombies. It's a show about people. I mean, you could put them, take the zombies away and put in whatever else you want to, whatever um, stress factor you want to. But it's a show about how people react in stressful situations, how they react in, in, a, in, a, in a scenario like that. That's what I think has so many of us enthralled 
It's not about the, you know, the, the, the brain spilling out on the sidewalk. I was actually watching, um, uh, was, I guess it was, no, it was, it was Walking Dead last night. Beth and I were watching it. And in one of the scenes, it was the, it was the episode not last week, but the week before, Denise Arrow, that one. Um, but they come back to the train tracks and they're, you know, there's the zombie pulling on the skin on somebody's arm. And uh, usually Beth is like, ah, uh, didn't even phase her. I said, you don't even see those anymore, do you? Nope. So once you get past that, my sister's the same way. She will not watch because it's zombies. You can't watch zombies. But if they could get past that one fact and see the, and see the show for what it is about human nature and about the way humans react, um, yeah, I, th- I think they're missing out on a, on a uh, an incredible storyline. Um, although I'm not sure I like the way this thing is going. The whole situation last week, Dwight is a putz. Don't like that guy. Well, I, I know we're not supposed to like him. We're not supposed to like any of the saviors. But, I mean, this guy is just really a lot. All of the saviors so far, the casting so far has been absolutely spot on because they are the most unlikable people um just the way they speak <clears throat> just the way they the, the smug attitude the uh you know it's it's not what uh, it's not what I want it's what you're going to do and and you just want to reach through the screen and and and, and strangle him yourself because the these actors that they're, they're getting are are um are so good i had a friend who uh, played Karen. Uh, it was a couple of seasons ago uh, when, when they were at um, not, not Alexandria, the other town, Woodbury. Woodbury. Uh, she played Karen. Um, Melissa uh, and I worked together years ago, and she's um, a, a great actress. But they really find the best actors and actresses to do this show. I'm always amazed at how well this, the, the the show is cast. Um, you know, they shoot it in Atlanta. And, and around Atlanta, and um, that's become a, a real major hub for for production. And if anybody's listening, that is, I know Jeffy wants to play a zombie. I would take, I would take any speaking role, just if if you're listening. Which you know, hopefully, it's like 24. The producers are not quite so far to the left. We'll see. Who knows? But um, entertainment in general. Uh, one of the things I wanted to, to touch on this morning, and um, I was looking at movies, and the most anticipated—I uh, came across a listing of the most anticipated movies of 2016, and it's fun to to look at the list and to, <laughs> you know, this is some of these are in hindsight, uh, and you think, wow, you know, they really ever thought that these that these movies were going to be anything. Um, some of them turned out to be major disappointments. Um, the, the fact that as a country, when things get tough, and this is proven out historically, when things get tough, we tend to go to the movies. We, we escape, we try to escape reality, uh, or at least do so for you know two hours at a time. And that's, again, why shows like The Walking Dead are popular. Um, things that we can truly escape uh, the the reality of the uh, world around us. Um, going back to the uh, a Hollywood Reporter um, article on the most anticipated movies 
of 2016. The first one came out in, in January. Uh, was 13 Hours, The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi. Great movie. Really was a great movie. So that one, they hit that one right on top of the, uh, the nail, right on, on top of the head. And they did such a good job. Again, the acting, the acting in that one was, was great. Um, the story, again, how that has not stuck to Hillary Clinton is beyond me. Um, but that's, that was a, a great movie. The second one, Kung Fu Panda 3. I'll admit, I never saw Kung Fu Panda or Kung Fu Panda 2, but it being the most, uh, one of the most anticipated movies of 2016, I don't think that one panned out quite as well as they thought it would. Here's another one that, uh, this, this came out on uh, February 5th, Hail Caesar. <laughs> you, remember, you remember when that one came out? Neither do I. That's the funny thing. That, I don't think anybody, how many people did see that one? Uh, Hail Caesar. How did that do at the box office? Um, let's see. Actually, it's made $30 million. So not bad. Uh, not great, but not bad. What was its budget? Oh, $22 million. So, you know, there's probably not going to be a, a Hail Caesar 2. Um, and Kung Fu Panda 3, what did it, uh, what did it do at the box office? Uh, Kung Fu Panda 3 did exactly... Oh, that's not how you spell Kung Fu. That's not with a J. Kung Fu Panda 3. Kung Fu Panda 3 has actually done quite well. $139 million. And again, I haven't seen it. Maybe you have? I don't know. One of those that, uh, I don't, there's something about that franchise that just doesn't, doesn't appeal to me. Zoolander 2, that was a big disappointment, wasn't it? That one, I think that surprised everybody that that, I mean, because the trailer was so good uh, and it just did not, I mean, so far it's made $28 million, has not done nearly as well as they'd hoped it would, uh, hoped it would do. Production budget not available, but yeah, it, it just did not, uh, it did not sink in as well as they'd uh, hoped it would. Uh, Zootopia. I haven't seen this, but if it's anywhere near as good as the trailer with the sloth at the DMV. That trailer, I could watch that over and over. Unfortunately, if, if, you know, if, if it's one of those situations where the trailer has the best moments of the film crammed into 30 seconds and that's all you get when you go to the theater, not so much. But the, if you haven't seen the trailer for that, if you've been under a rock somewhere, Google that one or uh, go to YouTube and watch the trailer for Zootopia or just put in Zootopia Sloth and tell me you haven't experienced that one before. <clears throat> We will uh, delve uh, further into the movies of uh, 2016, find out how we can escape reality, because it's so much more fun than actually looking at what Donald Trump said, and we'll tell you what he said again coming up next. It is Brad Staggs here for Jeffy this morning on the Jeff Fisher Radio Show, the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. The founder of this company 10 years ago was trying to sell his house. And went through real estate agent after real estate agent, and they were all talking a great game. And this guy who is selling his house, the founder of this uh, this company, he's you know he's kind of an important guy and kind of, you know should get the best treatment. And he said to his wife, "If this is what it's like for us, how do people who have no clout ever get around this?" So he started a company, and it went into business. I think three years ago. Their deal is their word is their bond. And they are just like you. Now, how can I say that? Because I'm the founder of the company. 
We have a thousand agents across the country and they are people that listen to the show. And so when you go through real estate agents, I trust it's sent to somebody who already, you already know their sensibilities. They already are cut from exactly the same cloth. There's got to be a better way. There is. Realestateagentsitrust.com. You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show. Jeff Fisher Show. And Brad Stagg's in for Jeffy this morning. He's uh, down in Houston having breakfast or something. Uh, big legends of the uh, hardwood uh, breakfast uh, coming up uh, tomorrow on The Blaze. Uh, we've been talking entertainment so far this morning uh, simply because after a while the world just gets heavy. And uh, as we've done historically in this country, when, when the news starts to really suck, we go to the movies. We find, we find a way to escape reality. Um, you know, we all understand that that's got to be waiting for us in two hours when we walk out of the movie theater. Um, so far, the, uh, the these are the basically from the Hollywood Reporter the the top uh, I guess forty most anticipated movies of uh, of this year, and it's kind of fun to look back at the ones that have already come out. And and it, the next one is is it speaks for itself: Batman versus Superman. Dawn of Justice. I've, I'll admit I have not seen this one yet. Although I, when I was a kid, when I was like, I don't know, 14, I remember, no, I was younger than that. Whenever it was, comic books were still popular. And I remember when um, Superman versus Spider-Man came out. And it was the large format comic book. And it was, and I, even then I, I remember thinking, okay, first of all, Superman is an extraterrestrial. The guy has an unbelievable strength. How in the world does Spider-Man even have a chance against him? I guess, you know, the radioactive thing. All right, that's fine. So let's just suspend disbelief there for just a second. And I realize, you know, Superman is not really from another planet because he doesn't exist. But all that, all that aside, you have Batman versus Superman. Superman, again, being this extraterrestrial. Batman essentially being an eccentric millionaire with, you know, enough money to, to spend on whatever he wants and a really good grasp of martial arts. How in the world does this even begin to make sense? I mean, it just it, it doesn't seem like it's any contest to me, um, even when you suspend that disbelief. So you put yourself in that world where anything is possible. Superman's going to kick Batman's butt. I don't know how it ends any other way. But from everybody that I've talked to that has seen this movie so far, it is so incoherent and so disjointed and so disconnected that it does it, it completely makes no sense whatsoever. Um, there are all sorts of allusions and, and foreshadowing to the sequel and to the next Batman. But uh, yeah, you, put, you put Ben Affleck in... How many superheroes can Ben Affleck play? He, he did Daredevil. Who he's he can't even begin to hold a candle to the actual to uh, uh, Charlie Cox, the guy who's playing Daredevil now on Netflix. That guy's amazing. But Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice just came out. It's made a whopping two hundred nine million dollars. Unfortunately, 
the uh, budget for the movie was $250 million. So the thing hasn't even broken even yet. So it's one of those where it, it kind of sounded like a good idea, except for the fact that it really didn't sound like a good idea when you get that. I mean, didn't they have the meeting at the table where they said, look, Superman's going to kick his butt. There's no way. This is just a crazy guy with a lot of money and a really cool car. And you got an extraterrestrial. Doesn't I, I don't know. It just doesn't it doesn't make sense. Um, all right, we'll uh, we'll get into the uh, the rest of the movies and the the next one, my big fat Greek wedding too. I don't know. I guess that one had potential. We'll find out how it's done so far at the box office. Brad Stags in for Jeffy this morning. Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show, the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. And Brad Stagg's different, Jeffy. We were just having a conversation off the air about the, the plot holes and things like Transformers. And uh, and why do the cars inherently become evil right out of the box? And plus, they can speak English. And, although I will say Megatron um, has the best voice. And the guy who does the the voiceover, I can't remember his name, but he he's just got one of those voices that, it, uh, man... I'd kill for a voice like that. Um, all right, so we're uh, looking at all these uh, these movies that uh, the highly the forty highly most highly anticipated movies of 2016, and uh, some that have just uh, uh, there's some on this list that you I can't imagine the meeting where someone said yes, let's spend forty million dollars making this movie. Uh, my big fat Greek uh, wedding two. Is uh, is playing right now. It has not done as well. And I, after looking at the box office figures for the first movie, which made uh, how much did it make? Like two hundred and fifty, two hundred forty-one million dollars on a budget of a whole lot less. I think it was a budget of five million dollars. So okay, so that makes sense. Um, that was fourteen years ago. So again, what? What made them decide today we're going to remake this movie? Um, I don't know. I guess somebody ran out of money. But uh, so far, uh, the second movie, the follow-up, has only made um, about $25 million. And the first one, I, I remember it sort of, kind of. It was decent. It was, yeah, it was all right. I mean, I wouldn't be screaming for the sequel. Uh, the Jungle Book comes out April 15th. That has an interesting trailer to it. Um Interesting. It'll be interesting to see what they do with with that movie. It's um, when you think about some of the the other movies on that genre. I, when I for some reason when I think of the Jungle Book, I also think of Song of the South from Disney, which you would have a really hard time remaking that one uh, these days. Uh, even though I I swear when it came out, I don't I don't think any of us looked at it um, with a racist slant. Um, I don't, maybe, I don't know. It's, 
when you do look back at some of these things you do, like Blazing Saddles, you uh, the new sheriff is near. You would have a really, really hard time making that movie today. And that, to me, I think Blazing Saddles is one of the funniest movies of all time. I still, I've got a fifth grade sense of humor. But when I watch that, to this day, I still laugh. I still LOL. LOL. Every time I see that. Uh, the Huntsman, Winter's War, is coming uh, out on April 22nd. Uh, Chris Hemsworth is back in this one. Um, Charlize Theron's uh, Evil Queen Ravenna. Uh, is resurrected by her Ice Queen sister, Emily Blunt. And they get tangled in a forbidden romance with fellow huntsman Sarah Jessica Chastain. Uh, and that was it's a follow-up to uh, 2012's uh, Snow White and the Huntsman. So that'll be, I don't know, that, that one has potential. Another one that has potential is Captain America Civil War. Uh, I like I like the guy that, uh, that plays Captain America. Um what is his name? Is it not Chris Evans? Chris Evans. Okay, it is Chris Evans. Uh, I think he does a really good job uh, with Captain America. Robert Downey Jr. is in this one. Uh, what a fantastic actor Robert Downey Jr. is. And talk about a guy fighting some demons. It's like that um, Hosier song that's out. Um, I think it's a, uh, I don't know what the name of it is, but the best line in it, you can, you can never tame your demons but always keep them on a leash. Oh, I mean, that one's... So I, I think that'll be a, a, a decent movie, Captain America Civil War. Now, here's one that I don't know. This may surprise me, but I think this thing has bomb written all over it, which, ironically, they use a lot of bombs in the game. The Angry Birds movie. This comes out May 20th, and I cannot think of anything I would rather see less uh, animated flick based on the popular mobile game promises to reveal why the birds are so angry. <laughs> what? Hello? What? I just again, there was a movie. There was, or there was a meeting somewhere at a movie uh, at a movie studio where someone pitched this movie. We're going to make a movie about Angry Birds. It's a great game. It's going to be a great movie. And someone on the other side of the table said, that sounds like a great idea. How much do you want me to write the check for? And they did it. I don't know. I guess they're smarter than I am. Uh, another movie that's coming out in May, Neighbors 2. Uh, Seth Rogen, Zach Efron, who I think is uh, funny, Rose Byrne, Dave uh, Franco, uh, Ike Benenholtz, uh, Benenholtz and uh, Liz Kakowski. <laughs> Liz Kikowski. Did you remember in that other movie? Who's Liz Kikowski? I don't know. Uh, but Neighbors, I, th- I, I think I remember seeing Neighbors. The great thing about having a memory like mine is that you can see the movie two or three times and it'll be like seeing it for the first time every time. I don't know. I have CRS uh, and it, that, that can pose a problem. Or it, you can welcome it and I can't remember anything. Uh, X-Men Apocalypse is coming out May 27th. I think that will be a decent one. Have you noticed the the superhero thing lately? And this, again, goes back to our desire to um, escape reality. Or just, and when I say escape reality, it sounds like we're sticking our head in the sand. We're not doing that. It's a diversion from reality. It's that, you know, when you have... um, I know, any bad news in your life. If you go to the movie, you've got that two-hour respite where your brain can actually get on another track. 
and not think about whatever it is that's that's bothering you, making you sad, whatever it is. But collectively as a nation, when we are at a funk like this, going to the movies is a real um, – it's therapy. Uh, you look back at the Great Depression. You look at – at every time when there's been a crisis in the country, that is what we do. We go to the movies. Um, pop star. <laughs> and this is another Angry Birds, if you ask me. Um, this, this opens June 3rd. Pop star, never stop, never stopping. Uh, this is – okay. Uh, I'll give it a shot because this is Andy Samberg. Um, uh, is it Jorma? The Cone? I don't know. Uh, Andy Samberg can be really funny. Um, their, their YouTube videos, uh, they are, they can be hysterical. I don't know. We'll see what happens in a two hour situation. I don't, it just does not sound all that great. Warcraft, of course, based on, um, um, the game, uh, this comes out June 10th and could possibly be decent. This one, I think, is going to be a, a hit. Now, this is risky because coming up June 17th, Finding Dory is coming out. And this is a, what the follow-up to the 13 years, kind of like my big fat Greek wedding, 14 years later. This is 13 years later for Finding Nemo, the movie that resurrected uh, Ellen's career. Um, she's going to be in this one as well. And this is Dory trying to find her own parents uh, who are played by Diane Keaton and Eugene Levy. Now that that actually that sounds funny. Albert Brooks uh, is back as Marlon. Uh, Ed O'Neill, Ty Burrell, uh, and uh, Caitlin Olson uh, are also in this. Uh, their voices are anyway. This could actually be good, uh, but again, it's risky because when you it's it's kind of like doing the, the the sequel to Gone with the Wind. Um, did he just compare Gone with the Wind to Finding Nemo? Yeah, I know, uh, but it is it's it's risky. Because you do, you have such a, uh, I mean, Finding Nemo was, for lack of a better word, classic. So it'll be interesting to see what that does. June 24th, and this is another one I'm looking forward to, Independence Day Resurgence. This is, again, a follow-up, a 20-year follow-up. And it does. It takes place 20 years after the um, invasion that uh, Will Smith fought off with those great one-liners that they had. (sighs) We'll see. It's always it's always scary when you do that. Um, BFG, July first. Uh, uh, this is a Steven Spielberg project, and it's based on a novel by uh, uh, Roald Dahl. Um, it's uh, it centers it says it centers on a young Londoner named Sophie and the mysterious giant who introduces her to the wonders and the perils of giant country. And again, this BFG, by the way, stands for Big Friendly Giant. So this could be an interesting movie as well. Legend of Tarzan is coming out in July. Uh, David Yates is the director of this one. Uh, Alexander Skarsgård is the the, uh, title character in this one. Uh, Obviously, he's been eating a lot of salads and doing a lot of sit-ups because he's in pretty good shape. July 15th. This is another one of those where, they, where they've taken a, a movie and kind of turned it on its head. Ghostbusters is coming out July 15th. But this time, it's all women. Melissa McCarthy, Kristen Wiig, Leslie Jones, and Kate McKinnon. 
Chris Hemsworth is also in this, and Michael uh, Kenneth Williams. I don't know. Do you take, I mean, what is the, I guess it goes to, to intent. What, what, is the, what is the reason that you've taken this movie and you decided to cast uh, as all females? I, I mean, it could be funny. Melissa McCarthy's funny. Kristen Wiig, I love her. Um, and so I get, that's one of those, where I guess you just have to wait and see what they're going to do with it because otherwise it just, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It's always risky when you do that. All right, more movies coming up as we uh, continue to escape uh, reality. Another one of my favorites. We'll talk about that next here on the uh, Jeff Fisher Radio Show. Brad Stikes filling in on the Blaze Radio Network. Here we go. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher Show. And Brad Staggs in Jeffy's chair this morning, which, by the way, did I mention that he has a really, really nice chair? I need to tweet a picture of this chair. I mean, it's there's something about a nice chair in an office because it, it, chairs are like pens. If you, if you have a nice one, someone will end up stealing it in the office. It happens all the time. But this is a fabulous chair. Uh, so we've been talking about the uh, the best movies or the movies that have been uh, most highly anticipated uh, coming out this year. Uh, some of the, um, the the movies sound like total crap, honestly. Angry Birds. Who really wants to see a movie based on Angry Birds? I just can't even imagine the the the, the meeting where that 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 was brought up and then someone actually decided it was a good idea. Uh, other ones like Finding um, Finding Dory, that sounds like a great idea to me. Uh, Independence Day, sure. Uh, another one that's coming out in uh, July, it is, let's see, July 16th, or no, excuse me, July 22nd, Star Trek Beyond. I am a huge Star Trek fan, and the original series. I still say, you know, Captain, you got Captain Kirk and Captain Picard. Picard would want to talk about it. Kirk would just, you know, start swinging. Um I think the original series was was genius, and I think that um, the people behind that, the producers, the actors, uh, I just think they did such an amazing job. And especially, it was a, obviously it was a show ahead of its time. Uh, and I think J.J. Abrams, when he uh, rebooted the franchise in uh, was it two thousand nine, uh, that was an amazing movie. I thought they did a really good job at keeping um, keeping the characters true to who they were. Uh, the guy who plays um, uh, Bones is amazing. Carl Urban does a great job with the attitude. Uh, Zachary Quinto, or Quinto, or Quinto, however you say his name, does a great job at Spock. When I was when I was young, I always wanted to be Spock. I don't know why. Star Trek Beyond is coming out July twenty second, and um, this is actually the uh, going to be a different director, uh, Justin Lin, who did the uh, I guess the Fast and Furious uh, movies. I think he's going to be directing this one. Simon Pegg is in it. Simon Pegg does a great job as Scotty, uh, who I, I interviewed the original Scotty, um, James Doohan, years and years ago in uh, in Nashville when I uh, was doing radio there. And um, what a nice man. He was such a nice guy, missing two fingers on his right hand. 
think his uh, um, forefinger and his middle finger. Uh, but you'd go to shake his hand, and there was just there wasn't as much meat there as there should be. And uh, I believe he uh, lost those fingers in the war. Uh, Canadian, uh, just a really, really genuinely nice guy. Uh, and it's always dangerous to meet people that you um, that you admire, because if they turn <laughs> if they turn out to be jerks, it just really uh, you know can throw off your whole perception of reality. I, uh, I met Leonard Nimoy once, nice guy. I was in love with Olivia Newton John for so many years growing up, and then uh, did I just admit that? I think I did. Uh, met her. Um, a long time ago, probably 20 years ago. Womp, womp. It was uh, a bit of a disappointment. But uh, anyway, Star Trek Beyond uh, is coming out July 22nd, and I think that's going to be a, a, a really a really good movie. Uh, the uh, untitled Next Born chapter. Uh, Matt Damon is going to be back in July, July 29th, as, uh, as uh, Jason Bourne. And I think that, that this really has, uh, this has legs, too. Another interesting movie, Michael Keaton uh, will be back in uh, a movie called The Founder about McDonald's uh, founder, Ray Kroc. I know so little about Ray Kroc. I mean, it could be good, could be bad. We'll find out. Uh, we'll continue down the... Uh, Movie uh, making lane here in uh, just a second. Also, really cool electronics coming out uh, in the next year. And one of them, if you're a Star Trek fan, you're going to love this. And I'm getting one. We'll do it all coming up here on the Jeff Fisher Radio Program. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. And Jeffy's in Houston this morning, uh, getting ready for the uh, Legends of the Hardwood Breakfast coming up tomorrow on the uh, on the Blaze. Uh, Brad Staggs in the meantime for Jeffy, sitting in his very very luxurious big boy chair. Uh, we've been talking about the movies, the uh, most highly anticipated movies of 2016 coming out. This is according to the um, Hollywood Reporter: uh, The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Angry Birds, still can't figure that one out. Uh, Star Trek uh, Beyond uh, coming out later this year. Suicide Squad, John and I were talking about that off the air. Um, the funny thing about that is the if 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 in fact um, if in fact the the best parts are uh, are in the trailer, uh, as is so often the case. Um, you know, you, you you always hope that that's not the case, but uh, we'll we'll see about that one. Superheroes right now, huge huge business, uh, because of the fact that you know our our country, uh, as a country, we feel like we're in trouble. Um, hence Donald Trump. Which, by the way, I do want to give out the phone number eight 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 nine hundred thirty three ninety three eight 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 nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Between now and the end of the program uh, here at. Uh, uh, in the next 53 or so minutes, 
if uh, you want to explain why, uh, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to, I may comment, but uh, why you would be voting for Donald Trump. This is the discussion I've had around the studio with everybody from Glenn to Jeffy to Stu and Pat and Dana. They cannot understand why why Trump is so popular. I don't have I, I I it's not a mystery to me. The guy speaks without a filter. He's the guy he's the guy at the bar who does not filter his words. He says it like it is. It's not a mystery to me why people are are you know we're, we're all sick of politicians. Trump is not a politician as evidenced by the uh, what was his latest comment here his a uh, the number two story on the blaze right now. Trump stuns again with a new comment on abortion. I don't even know what he said this time. I know what he said about uh, you know uh, uh, women and, and, and punishment for uh, women who've had an abortion. But uh, do I think this is going to hurt? Nope. Yeah. So far, everything that he said that's going to be you know this is uh, this is going to be what tips him over the this is going to be what puts him over the cliff. This is this is the end of Trump. I had this discussion with Stu months ago, and Stu was saying, you know, how oh, he'll be gone by, you know, whenever. Um, no, I don't think so. Anyway, uh, if you want to do that, if you are a Trump supporter, 888-900-3393. We'll see. I mean, like I said, I'll just let you explain why you think Trump is the best choice. Uh, Suicide Squad coming out August 5th. Sully is another one coming out in September. Uh, this is... Um, uh, uh, this, this should be really good. This is Clint Eastwood directing Tom Hanks as um, uh, the pilot of that uh, plane, that, uh, the U.S. Airways plane that went down in the Hudson uh, River. Good grief, that's been seven years ago. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, so that should be decent. Bridget Jones's baby is coming out September 16th. Renee Zellweger, she's coming back for the third installment in uh, in that series. So that should be interesting. Here's one that uh, I think will actually get some attention called uh, Snowden. One Nation Under Surveillance for Liberty. It's coming out September 17th. I think that will be an interesting uh, an inter- uh, interesting couple of uh, hours to watch. Um, the Magnificent Seven. With, uh, and this is a remake of the 1960 film Denzel. Washington's going to be in it. Chris Pratt, uh, Ethan Hawke, Vincent D'Onofrio, uh, Wagner Mora. Uh, Haley Bennett, Peter Scar- uh, Sarsgaard, and uh, Matt Bomer. Uh, that, and it's a Western. How often do you hear about Westerns coming out? Uh, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. That will be in September. That looks interesting. Uh, Birth of a Nation. Hmm. Interesting choice. In October, The Girl on the Train. Uh, Jack Reacher, Never Go Back. These are all coming out in October. Uh, Jack Reacher, um, that's a character I learned about from a friend of mine in Florida a few years ago. Jack Reacher is an interesting character. Um, Tom Cruise, uh, I think he did a good job with the first one. We'll see. I like Tom Cruise, despite the fact that he's just so weird. Uh, Dr. Strange, this is Benedict Cumberbatch. He's going to be, uh, starring in the title, uh, title role of that coming out in November. And, um, <laughs> here's one, November 11th, can't wait for this, Billy Lynn's long halftime walk. 
Yep. Here's a good one. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them is coming out in November. Uh, Mona, November 23rd. Boy, they start really getting down the uh, the road in these. Uh, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. Assassin's Creed, another one based on a video game. Passengers is coming out in December. Uh, and that's it. So there's a few. Actually, uh, Passengers has uh, got Jennifer Lawrence in it. So I like I like Jennifer Lawrence. She's a good actress. She, they need to pay her more. My opinion ought to be yours. Um, all right, so movies. There you go, movie. Now, the other thing I wanted to talk about this morning was um, electronics. I'm a big uh, electronics geek. Love, love me some electronics. And there were some really cool things that came out at uh, CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, this year in Vegas. Uh, I've been to that... Uh, once or twice in my life. If you ever have the opportunity to go to CES, do so. It is the, I mean, I think it's a four day show, three day show. There is no possible way that you can see it all. No possible way. I mean, you would have to, uh, you'd have to jog through the aisles to, to be able to see everything. And, and even then you would not, I, I don't think you'd be able to scratch the surface. But some really cool stuff um, is available this year, and, and some of these things are not uh, weren't necessarily introduced at um, at CES. This one was though the um, uh, I think this yeah this one was uh, the smart ski airbag vest. This is really cool. This is um, if you've ever been snow skiing, obviously. Um, this is an airbag that you wear. On your person, uh, it, it inflates if uh, if it senses that you are going to have a collision uh, with a tree, and it inflates and keeps you from impacting the tree. Obviously, uh, kind of pricey, twelve hundred dollars. But when you think about that, I mean, look, Sonny Bono ran into a tree, and he obviously it killed him. So, is twelve hundred dollars that much money? When you start to consider the the fact that lift tickets, uh, I mean, let's face it, snow skiing these days it's a rich man's sport, and um, if if you could for twelve hundred dollars, basically give yourself an insurance policy, um, is it worth it? I don't know. Twelve hundred dollars a pop, uh, great product for uh, elders with uh, balance issues as well. They say. Um, you don't be able to buy it until the uh, weather warms up this summer. Let's see when is it uh, available? Doesn't have an exact date. Uh, doesn't have an exact date on when this is uh, available. But you can, uh, if you Google um, "smart ski airbag vest," you will be able to uh, be able to find more information on that. Um, this is a, another. This is actually a reasonable one. This is called Sensor Wake. And what sensor wake is, it's an, it's an alarm clock. I don't know if you hate the sound of an alarm as much as I do, but there's just something, you know, and there have been so many incarnations over the years of alarm clocks that'll wake you up with, you know, the light slowly fading up so that you're awakened like the sunrise. Yeah, well, whatever. This one is actually a new twist on that. The sensormatic is an alarm clock that has different scents, S-C-E-N-T-S, different scents. This will wake you up with the smell of coffee, the smell of money, 
the smell of mint uh, at the appointed hour. The, uh, see, it's the odor of smelly, uh, that smelly litter box. <laughs> yeah, it's a smelly cat. Uh, but yeah, money, coffee, mint, and only $110. That's not a bad idea. Uh, that one, actually, the MSRP is uh, $109. And the manufacturer's website says that this will be available. Well, they don't say either. I love it when they don't let you know exactly when it's going to come out. Um, actually, a couple of months. So hopefully in a couple of months we will um, see the sensor wake. It's uh, S-E-N-S-O-R uh, wake, all one word, sensor wake. Uh, alarm clock if you want to wake to the smell of coffee or money. Uh, the Movi camera. We're actually going to, I think, uh, did we get one of these? I think we may be getting one of these uh, around uh, Mercury uh, Studios. Uh, the, the the difference about Movi uh, than, than any other web camera, this lets you stream, live stream onto the, uh, onto the interweb. Um, it's a 4K video camera, and you can actually do dissolves and, and cuts because this thing shoots such a big picture that you can dissolve from, let's say, a full shot to just a portion of the screen um, just by zooming in, but it'll do it as a cut, so it'll do it instantly. Uh, and it's a $400 camera, and this thing fits literally almost in your pocket. It's about half the size of an iPhone uh, 6S, so it's a really... Um, it's a really uh, compact camera. But these cameras that they're coming out with these days are so amazing. And they're so tiny and they do so much that uh, I mean, electronics, obviously. Can you imagine if, if your grandmother or your grandfather uh, could see these things now? My grandmother, let's see, how old would she be? She'd be 118. <laughs> she probably wouldn't be able to see it anyway. Um, but imagine what, uh, how far we've come in just the last 120 years with electronics. I mean, it, it, it blows you away. And we've gone to the moon and everything else. We went from horse and buggy to things like this. I'm, I'm constantly amazed. Um, one of the coolest things that I think came out of um, CES this year, do you remember the first um, commercials for uh, flat screen televisions? That I remember it was something, it was a lighthouse or something like that. And these guys walking up the stairs with this television and then they hang it on the wall because it's such a small room. Remember that? And, and televisions back then were the flat screens were like fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000. I remember the, the very first flat panel television. I was at the, the DIY network at the time. This is back early 2000s, 2000, maybe 1999, whatever it was. And we had a 32 inch, I think it was a Phillips. Flat panel television. It wasn't even high def. It was uh, what they called, uh, which I thought was a poor choice of words, ED, enhanced definition. Uh, so it was, what, 720 And we paid $10,000 for this thing at, at DIY. I mean, the first flat panel that uh, I bought from my house back around that same time, 2001 or so, was a 42-inch, again, ED, and we paid $4,600 for it. I mean, totally. Uh, what, the world has completely flipped 180 degrees since then because you can go down and buy one for less than $1,000 now. The latest television innovation coming out from LG is a rollable 
LED television. It, um, oh, I don't know, picture like a, like a page protector, you know, about about the thickness of that, or pe- uh, like cellophane, like a, a thick piece of uh, cellophane, uh, cellophane plastic, like film stock. That is what the latest uh, material that they are using for televisions. You can roll these things up. So far, they've only made it in an 18-inch version. Uh, they don't have it in production because they're still working out some kinks. But this thing rolls up. You can put it in a backpack. I mean, it is literally, you know, the, the, the thickness of four or five pieces of paper put together. That is amazing to see moving pictures on this thing. Uh, if you want to see the, it in action, go to, uh, uh, you can go to CNET.com uh, or look up uh, LG Rollable uh, OLED, and it'll just blow you away. The things we are capable of doing these days absolutely stun me. Uh, in the field of electronics. I mean, this is, again, going back to Star Trek and the original series back in the 60s, uh, the things that, that that they were able to do on that show, talk about pre, precognizant, I guess, would that be the word? Forward thinking? I don't know it's too early to have that many syllables in a word. But the things that they were doing on that show that have become reality since then, one of which I always wanted one, and you may have as well, and now they're real. And I'll tell you about them coming up here in just a second because I promise you, you're going to want one of these if you don't already have one. I'll tell you about it coming up next right here on the Jeff Fisher Radio Show on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show is on. But Jeffy's not here. It's uh, Brad Stegg's in for uh, Jeff this morning. And um, we've been talking about basically the, the entire morning we've been escaping reality. We've been talking about um, movies that are coming up um, and electronics that are, that are making their debut this year. New things that um, have sprung from the minds of human beings, which always amazes. Speaking of minds of human beings, a... Uh, uh, new uh, Puro Pelka is coming up here at the uh, top of the hour in about uh, 35 minutes, so stick around for that. It's always amazing what comes out of his brain. Um, electronics. We talked about the uh, smart ski airbag vest that you wear, and uh, if, if it senses you're going to be uh, running into a uh, a tree, it inflates. The sensor wake, which wakes you up with the smell of anything from coffee to, to money. The uh, Movi camera which allows you to stream your life from anywhere for like 400 bucks. LG is now coming out with a, a television that you can roll up, literally the uh, thickness of a, a few sheets of paper. And this is actually something that we're going to be um, advertising on The Blaze. This is a, a new client that I, I thought was so cool when they told me about it. I said, yeah, I can get behind that big time. Something called the Gotenna. And this turns your phone um, essentially into a two-way radio. You have to buy them in pairs. And it turns your phone and, and whomever uh, else you, you have with you. Let's say you go camping and you're in a place where um, there's no cell service. 
if you both have one of these Gotennas on your phone, you can communicate with each other. You can locate each other uh, on an offline map. So it, it, it renders your phone into a walkie-talkie, basically, in situations where there's no, where there's no uh, cell service. It's called the Gotenna. Uh, these are 199 bucks a pair and totally worth it. I think we're, we're going to get some of these to, to try out um, here coming up in the next couple of weeks. So I'll let you know how those work. Uh, I'll send out uh, some images on, on Twitter. But again, I'm constantly amazed at what people come up with, how their brains work. Going back to Star Trek. Uh, but by the way, if you want more information, go Tenna, G-O-T-E-N-N-A. Um, <clears throat> going back to Star Trek. We were talking about how it would be so cool to have a transporter and scientists have actually come up with maybe the first step in a transporter. Uh, German scientists, they have been able to come up with a machine that will scan an object, basically destroys it in the process, and then it transmits it over the Internet and it's recreated on the other side using a 3D printer. That is very cool. So it could be the first step in, in the process to, to getting an actual transporter that we can use um, in real life. Boy, would that cut down on, on commuter traffic. And probably my favorite gadget that has become a reality from Star Trek, and you can buy one? Oh, and I did. And I'll tell you about that uh, coming up after, uh, after the bottom of the hour break here. You're going to love it right here on the Jeff Fisher Radio Program. Jeff Fisher. Uh, is not here. Uh, Brad Staggs is here, uh, and Jeffy will be back next week. He's in Houston right now, getting ready for the uh, Legends of the uh, Hardwood coming up tomorrow on The Blaze. Uh, in the meantime, we've been escaping reality just a little bit with some movies and some, um, well, what I, I guess, for lack of a better term, would be science fiction turned into reality when it comes to electronics. Uh, some of these things that were introduced at CES uh, this year are just are amazing that we've been that we've come so far. And I was saying my grandmother, who would be um, 118, she was born in 1898, uh, died in I think 1998. So I lived to be 100. If you showed her these things, of course, my grandma was was she was very level headed. So you'd show her, well, yeah, that's kind of fascinating. She was from the Northeast. Um, the smart ski vest protect you. Um, the rollable television uh, you can roll up and stick in your backpack. The Gotenna we just talked about that. Uh, it'll turn your uh, telephone, your your cell phone, into a, a two way radio, so that you can uh, when you're going camping, if there's no cell service, if you have two of these Gotennas, uh, you can um, install them on on your phone. I just plug them into your phone, and you can send and receive messages for free. Share locations. On maps, free, instantaneous transmission within range, one-to-one in group messaging, delivery confirmation and message retry. It's very fascinating. Gotenna.com, G-O-T-E-N-N-A.com is that website. The, the thing that I think is so cool, because I've wanted one of these 
for so long. Number one on my list here. <clears throat> and it's available at StarTrek.com. And when you think about the things on Star Trek that were ahead of their time, um, the phaser, and I mean, obviously, they've got lasers now that'll do just about anything, the tricorder, uh, the communicator, the flip phone. Remember, I had one of those, the, 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 I think it was called StarTAC, the flip phone. Gosh, I had one of those, what, 10, 15 years ago. Uh, they, they seem almost quaint now compared to um, iPhones. But I ordered one of these from StarTrek.com. It is the original communicator that Bluetooth connects to your cell phone. So you can... It's so cool. You can flip this thing open <clears throat> using, obviously, Siri. You can voice dial. You can talk on the communicator. It does all. It has all the bells and whistles, literally. Uh, it, ha- it has the lights that, that, that flash. It has um, uh, uh, the little moray dial that, um, that spins. And these things are 150 bucks. They are not, they, they don't break the bank. That to me is amazing. And it's reality now. You can get one of these and connect it to your cell phone uh, and actually talk. And I'm looking for the, um, for it right now. There it is right there. 150 bucks. Uh, original series Bluetooth communicator. And it just looks so cool. Uh, there are three reviews on it so far. This thing comes out. Uh, it ships next month. Again, it's available at StarTrek.com. It just looks so cool. Whether or not, I see, it uh, ships on May 15th, 2016. Uh, 2016. This, I, you know, if you've ever, if you're, maybe you're not a Star Trek geek like me, so bear with me. Um, over the years, I've built models, you know, of the, of the communicator. <clears throat> I've bought those little prop replicas, and they're kind of cool. You stand around, and you flip them open, and it's got the recording on it. But now you can actually make phone. You can call literally anywhere in the world on your very own communicator for $150. And I was reading online somewhere. Where I was doing some um, uh, mind candy, essentially, looking at, at communicator kits, uh, prop kits and things like that, and looking at uh, the, the guy that originally designed these. Um, uh, what was his uh, last name? Uh, Chang, Ma Chang, Wa Chang? Wa Chang, I think it was his name. Uh, he was the prop maker on Star Trek, and he designed the, the communicator, which he actually designed using a pencil box they discovered, the actual pencil box that uh, he used the, for the shape of the communicator. Um, Ma, Wa Chang, Ma Chang. Anyway, brilliant guy. Designed that. I think he designed the phaser too. Uh, and this thing has become reality. Now we really can call anywhere in the world from your communicator, which attaches to your cell phone. The, uh, the scientist, I was reading more about the, the transporter. The scientists in Germany have come up with a way. Essentially, it's, it's two of these um, 3D printers. If you want to transport something, you put the object inside the, the first one, and it, it scans it. I guess it destroys whatever object it is in the process, but it scans this, the object, and then in the prototype, it takes like 90 minutes 
but the, that object is recreated in the other 3D printer, which could be, you know, across the room or on the other side of the planet. So essentially, we have even invented the transporter. Much like Dr. McCoy, I don't think I would want to step on the transporter pad at this point. Uh, might be an uncomfortable trip and an even uh, less comfortable reassembly. But it's possible. The fact that we can do that, how far off are we from being able to transport a human being and not have to worry about getting stuck in traffic? And how will that change the world? How will that change the world when you don't have to get in your car, when you don't have to get on a bus, when you don't have to get on a plane? Um, the farther we go, uh, would it be further into the future? Um, I was talking to somebody the other day about, uh, I think it was in junior high again, going way back, way back when rocks were soft. And we lived, I lived with my mom and dad in, in an apartment in Lancaster, California. And in this, in these apartments, I mean, obviously by 15, 16 units, I remember a girl moved in with her with her parents, and uh, she was a couple years older than me. Her name was Libby, and she was from Georgia, and cute little southern accent. And it was one summer. I think she just spent the, the summer there. And then in the fall, Libby was going back to Georgia. And I remember I just cried my eyes out. I just thought it was the end of the world. Because back then, this was like 77, 78 when she left, we were going to have to, I mean, it was, I'll write to you every day. I'll write you a letter. I'll mail it every day. Because you couldn't call because that was long distance. And good grief, you know, that was back when you had to, if you had to make a long distance phone call, you <laughs> collect call from had a baby, it's a boy. Uh, will you accept the charges? You just didn't do that. You didn't have the money to make a long distance phone call. So you, you, had, to, uh, you had to write letters. Think about how it is today. If it's the same situation, good grief. You're, you're FaceTiming with the person. It's like they never left. <laughs> At this point, how can I miss you if you won't go away? But the world has changed so dramatically in just that short a time. Go 40 years in the future. Will we have the transporter? Will we be able to step on a pad and transport ourselves to Hawaii or to um, you know, anybody, you know, pick, pick your point. Think about that. Not only will that change leisure, but of course, the first thing that, uh, you know, governments think about, of course, is how that will, how that will change the face of war. Can you imagine having a 150,000 troops transported from point A to point B? How does that change the way we communicate? How does it change the way we fight wars? How does that change the way, uh, uh, people who live in, uh, I always think of Sam Kinison when I think about the people who, who don't have enough food anywhere in the world. This is sand. You live in sand. Go to where the food is. But think about that. Think about how that will so drastically change everything. Everything, the way we think, the way we do business, the way we help people, the way we have, uh, that we entertain ourselves. And it all starts with that first step. But going back to this, this electronics, this, this communicator, Star Trek, the original series communicator, Bluetooth handset. 
looks exactly like the original. Connects to your phone via Bluetooth. And then you can flip it open and make phone calls to anywhere on the planet. We have come such, such a long way. I'm always amazed at this stuff. And for $150, this is, I mean, things like this are absolutely going to blow away the, you know, the, the prop market. You know, people wanted to have the little, the model kits or the props that looked like the phaser or looked like the communicator or looked like the tricorder. Or for that matter, anything in Star Wars, you know, the, 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 the weapons in Star Wars or the communicators. They really didn't have communicators in Star Wars, did they? I mean, if you think about it, what did they have? They didn't really have anything that they wore on them. Just walkie-talkies, but not really. But we have come such a, such a, I mean, we've come light years in the past hundred years in this country, on this planet. We've come so far in such a short amount of time when you really consider, um, the timeline of the earth, the timeline of the country. Um, it's, hard to, it's hard to argue that we weren't blessed by God, that somehow we were, I, I don't know, when you look at this country 200 years old and the things we've been able to accomplish in that time, absolutely amazing. And yet we still have Donald Trump. Who knew? Who knew? There's still more to come. <laughs> In just a couple of minutes, don't you move an inch. You uh, you have the uh, Jeff Fisher Radio Show right here on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to the Jeff Fisher Show, the Blaze Radio Network. Is the Jeff Fisher Show? Mm-hmm. It's uh, Brad sitting in for Jeffy this morning here on the Blaze Radio Network. Don't forget uh, Pura Pelka coming up here at the uh, top of the hour. Stay tuned for that. Jeffy will be back uh, here in this chair, this really nice chair, really really nice chair. Next week, um, right here uh, on the Blaze Radio. Uh, <laughs> we were talking a little bit about April Fools and. Um, some of the best April Fool's jokes uh, ever. Uh, kind of a top ten list. Uh, CNN put one of these out. Um, back in 1994, PC Magazine ran a column um, about a bill making its way through Congress that would prohibit the use of the Internet while drunk. <laughs> and the contact person was uh, Lirpa Sloof, which, of course, backwards uh, is uh, April Fool's. Uh, you know, it's, it really should be illegal to use the Internet while drunk. Think of the careers that would be – think of the relationships that would be saved if you couldn't use the Internet while intoxicated. Uh, the Google Gulp was another uh, April Fool's joke. This uh, was good grief, 2005 uh, that uh, Google said it was branching out with the Google Gulp. It went along with uh, Google Romance, Gmail Paper, and Google Voice for Pets. 
that was I, I kind of sort of remember that one. In 1989, Seattle Comedy Show went on the air and said the city's Space Needle had fallen down. It even had pictures, it says. Uh, I don't remember that. That was 89. That was the year I moved to Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville, Tennessee. You know, before that, I didn't even know where Nashville was. Hard to believe. Uh, so, yeah, the Space Needle uh, falling over was number eight. Number seven, um, in 1962, Swedish National Network put on a, a technical expert who told the public that its black and white broadcasts could be made color by simply viewing them through nylon stockings. <laughs> and they believed it. Uh, it wasn't true. You really, I mean, you could stretch pantyhose across the television, but it was still in black and white. Uh, Big Ben goes digital. Uh, you know, it's funny because you don't generally, I mean, aside from Monty Python and Benny Hill, you don't think of the uh, of uh, the British as, as being all that into senses of humor. But uh, in 1980, BBC Overseas Services said the... Uh, Legendary clock. Big Ben was getting an update that it would uh, that would it would go digital and not be the analog clock that it was anymore. And people took that very seriously and were not very happy about it. I remember this one back in 1996. Taco Bell ran newspaper ads saying that it had bought the Liberty Bell in an effort to uh, help the national debt. <laughs> Even some senators were taken in. It says the uh, National Park Service held a press conference to uh, to deny the news. Left-handed toilet paper. In 2015, Cottonelle tweeted that it was introducing left-handed toilet paper for all those Southpaws out there. Johnny Carson back uh, what 73 talked about a, a toilet paper shortage, and people bought into that. Uh, fastest pitcher of all time. The number one, the number one uh, April Fool's joke, the best one, 1957, BBC. On its TV show called Panorama, ran a segment about the Swiss spaghetti harvest, saying that pasta did in fact grow on trees. Even better, April Fool's joke. Yeah, Donald Trump running for president. Who <laughs> knew? Wait, that's not. It's no joke. It is no joke. And it's no joke that Jeffy will be back next Saturday. In the meantime, thank you so much for listening. I'm Brad Staggs, in for Jeffy on the Blaze Radio Network. Thanks. This is the Jeff Fisher Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network.